As I sip from my wine glass, you know that only means one thing. It's time for another episode of Who That Rises Up, Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. And again, as always, I'm Kenny Ray, and I'm here with my good sister, Glenn Reeves. And Hi, bitches! <laughs> I think that we're extra excited this episode because uh, I think we have some good news to share with everyone. Amen. Listen, children, we have been doing this for about two years now, almost. Two years. I think we're going on two years. I gotta go back, right. back and check with season one because it is it's going on two years. It has been going on two years, and I I was at work today. Okay, y'all can call it work. I call it something else. You know, it's very ghetto. You get paid for it. Shit like that. <laughs> um, shit to do. I said, okay, self, let's figure out. How are we going to make Who That Rises Up Sports Talk with a gay twist a little bit more profitable? Um, <laughs> and so Self said, well, before you do that, you might want to get that name taken care of. And guess what, bitches? It has been taken care of as of today. Trademark. <laughs> that way, bitches, you guys can't have it. It belongs to me and that hole on the other end of the phone. <laughs> right. Yeah, look, listen, we can actually get some merch now. That'd be cute. Right. Shit, the, the picture that's on our podcast shit, we paid for it. Hello. <laughs> so guess what, children? It is ours. We are so thankful. Uh, if, you know, before we start getting on TV and shit, hoes start trying to our name, because I ain't paying nobody. We in a pandemic and a recession, bitch. We ain't got no money. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make money, not give it the hell away. Right. When I do have, I spend it on booze on the weekend. Right. So. I, listen, <laughs> I've developed a disease called spend every dime I got. And I've determined that it's good for two things. On the Friday through Sunday, my de- I can read my debit card transactions. I don't know about you gays, but on Friday at about 4, 30, 5 o'clock, myself say, all right, so bitch, what are we getting ready to do? <laughs> you off work. Not trying to be bothered as much. Oh, Lord. So are we going to drink? And myself says, yeah. So you can read my transactions, and it'll read something like Cafe Lafitte, the Bourbon Pub. It'll it'll read a lot of bars in between Friday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And every now and then it'll read food. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I said, just I guess a bitch did, look. I guess a bitch did eat this weekend. <laughs> so that it, it that so I that you know a bitch got to continue to make coins so I can drink more. Uh Random as it is, I drink the same shit. It, it doesn't really change. I did, wait, Kenny, I had a Sazerac the other day. It, I had whiskey. Okay. Why are you drinking whiskey in the summertime? In the heat, too. I bet, I bet you was in the heat, too. Ghetto. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Ghetto. Look, the, the, the girl next to me said, ooh, Sazerac sound nice. I want one of them. I say, look, my ghetto ass. Ooh, girl, me too. Mm-hmm. Bill said, baby, you know it's 95 degrees outside. Right. right. You y'all been drinking brown liquor. Oh, my goodness. In the fucking heat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I thought I tried something different. Then I said, nah, bitch, this, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was tough. It was a lot. You know, me and brown liquor don't try to see eye to eye. We don't ever see eye to eye except during the fall when I'm at home and I can go to bed. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's what my debit looks like. So, I got to I gotta make money to spend money. A bitch needs to go to work. So, that's a... Yeah. Until who that rises up so I can make me go on TV and shit, then I might have to curtail on the work part of life, but I'm making do what it do. That or I trick a rich man into marrying me, but other than that. <laughs> you know, you know my, look, my feminine wiles are doing too much these days. <laughs> they be tricking a whole lot of hoes, huh? 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. Ooh, I'm a lot. I will say that I'm two drinks in. It's not my fault. It's been a long day. <laughs> but I have to have five ball. I remember my last episode and the day after, bitch, I was not a happy hoe. Yeah, um, you, you was ripping them shots at fireball. I was like, oh, you going in tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but see, what happened was I had a side of room chowder. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I don't like milk until it gets in a drink. Oh, Lord. Oh, your poor stomach. <laughs> Girl, I was, the next day, bitch, I didn't know it was never mind. Bless the Lord. Anyhow, uh, second piece of good news. We have been waiting. We are. We now have the meat. Now we have the way to do it. We're just working on where, how to get it up there. Ladies and gentlemen, boy. You can do this one. You do this one. You do this one. So um, soon to come, something to look forward to. Our YouTube channel will be up and running. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you will be able to look at us and, and see watch us drink. And watch us drink. And, and, and it's basically be the same thing. So for, you know, you're going to be able to see it now. Right. <laughs> I think it'll be a little bit more entertaining when you see <laughs> We It will be. And and working with, you know, Bill is an uh, editor, so he'll be able to, you know, we're allowed to have, because <clears throat> I, I did learn that we're allowed to have pictures and stuff up. As long as we say we don't own the rights to it, we, we're good. Perfect. So Bill has thought we could do that, get some editing there. So we might have an official show on the YouTube very, very soon, which, as I said again, we think without you guys the idea that my sister had two years ago, um, two homos talking about sports mm-hmm. for about a good hour, hour and a half, wouldn't have come into fruition. But without you guys constantly listening, listening, sending in questions, just continuing to push play on a week-to-week basis, um, none of this would able to be done or we would want to do it without you guys. So for what it's worth, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we love you. Uh, and that's what I got yeah. on that happy front. Yeah, no, I, mean, um, I, I am, I am, I am, <clears throat> I'm, it never, it never ceases to humble me um, that people have received as well. And they, and they like us just being us. And they're like gay talking about sports. That's cute. Right. Right. And, you know, <laughs> just, you know, and it's, and it, and it's certainly, you know, I appreciate every single one of the listeners. I really do. Uh, speaking of which real quick, <clears throat> You remember last last episode we went on a little diatribe about kids and whatnot. Yeah. So I didn't realize that my mother is a uh, <laughs> consistent listener. Oh Lord Jesus. I had no idea because she never really says anything. I mean, I know my mother is a sports fan, but I didn't know that she was listening to the show like pretty much every episode, apparently. And she was in stitches. <laughs> hey, ooh, thank you, Jesus. Made me nervous. She called me the next day. I was like, ooh, Lord. But then I started thinking about like, oh, the shit I be saying on this show? But I guess it's too late now. I mean, I know. I mean, I'm grown, but still. <laughs> yeah, Ellen played it in her office. Ellen played last week's episode in her office, too. Was- oh, this <laughs> She said, I want to see my baby was talking about. It. I said, it's been going on for two years. She said, you know, I just want to see my baby. And then yeah. I guess she was feeling nostalgic. And she said, you are, y'all. She said, my children are a handful. I said, child, you, you, you are, have no you, idea. None whatsoever. Uh-uh. None whatsoever, baby. 
kids and all. She said, she said, I know I'm not getting no grandchildren. I said, well, you, at least we still on the same page, sis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys, gays, and all in between, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, let me just start with, it has been a slower week in sports, but not and less entertaining because we always have one individual and I must get to him last, but we always have one individual who keeps us entertained Mm -hmm. and she has not disappointed this week. So, which to me makes me very happy. (laughs) So we're going to start just baby daddies of the week are a little different this week. Number one being Draymond Green. The reason Uh why I chose him this, the reason why I chose him this week is twofold. One, Am I a Draymond Green fan? Yes and no. Two, his antics this week, that motherfucker, I think, just fucks with folks just to just to fuck with them on the court to get in their heads. <laughs> and it works. And it works. <laughs> That's what I was getting ready to say. And it Baby, works. This second, so as we all know, as we can just stroll through, the NBA finals are happening, and game two. Hell, look like game one for the Boston Celtics. Game two was it for the Golden State Warriors. Um, Draymond Green was just all in Jalen Williams' head. Uh, Marcus Smart. And like C.J. McCollum said today, he's just being Draymond. That's just what you get. There's nothing nothing different than that. Yep. I mean, he's not going to stop. I mean, what I like about Draymond... I didn't like him at first, years ago, the first one in this dynasty, but he's grown on me because he actually says interesting things and he pushes the envelope, but but he pushes the cross country. <laughs> well, all I can say is, all I can say is honestly find the lie when he talks because it's the truth at the least. He's honest as hell. Yeah. He's not gas bagging. Like, I mean, <clears throat> he said, you know, he, like he talked about in, in, uh, in an interview after the game, too. And he was like, yeah, he goes out searching, like trying to get his first technical. And the reason being is because he knows that after that, he can push the envelope and he dares the refs to give him a second one and kick him out the game and have yeah. that be a deciding factor of an NBA final playoff game. Like he, he dares him to. So he does it on purpose. In that way, so he can be more physical and grittier, and uh, and I'm just like, I mean, genius. <laughs> what can I say? Like, <laughs> like, all right. Well, I mean, there's that. Like, they're not going to do it clearly. And so. they, but they let him do. But see, the the thing that I love about him, especially watching him this playoff season, is he gets he purposely does it, and it seemingly some most of the time works. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, he, and he predicted that they were going to come back and win game two in the fashion that they did. Um, and I will, I guess we'll get into it probably in the hits of the week more. So I'll, you know, uh, we'll get to that later, but I completely agree with what he said. It's actually the same opinion that I had. Um, but what I think is what I, what I find interesting about him is that just on stats i mean he's been a career role player um he wasn't very highly you know uh drafted and he's essentially made himself 
uh, NBA superstar with personality and his mouth and doing the dirty work that players just don't want to do anymore. And it's, it's pretty remarkable it, because just, just, you know, you just stat sheet. If you look at it, you would pass right over him. If it wasn't, for, if it wasn't for the fact that you know who Draymond Green is. Absolutely. I just, like I said, he is my, look, he is my winner wearing a chicken dinner today. Cause listen, <laughs> he went, excuse me. He is wearing their asses out. Um, as we would talk about hits, I will tell you though, and like I said, we'll talk about it more in hits. I'm a little bit concerned with the Warriors, but we'll discuss that why. Okay. Uh, more in hits. I'm a little bit concerned for them, and, and we'll go there. Number two. Oh. <laughs> All right, Cleveland. <laughs> so. <laughs> let me frame this in the best conceivable way that I can. Okay. Uh, of course, Cleveland Browns, y'all have $235 million in the hole. Uh, I mean, sure. But my <laughs> framing this is, are you happy now? Because <laughs> the Saints are probably dancing around heaven right about now. Oh, Lord. The Falcons probably are, too. So... so we are, just in case anyone's wondering, anyone's taking a gasp of air, trying to go, bitch, who are they talking about? We are talking about the newly minted franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. who just as of this new week, after he met with the NFL and everything else in America, now a total of 66. Okay, so anybody- 66. Watson met with 66 women for massages. <laughs> I'm going to let that sit for a second before we say anything else. <laughs> second over. Bitch, how many women do you need to touch yourself? <laughs> what, they all horrible till you get to women number 66? <laughs> Like Marissa oh. from the from the the massage nail envy spa correction stuff, and she wasn't. I don't understand. I don't. I and I'm not here to pass judgment on nobody. I'm just here to ask questions. That's what the gay people want me to ask. So what the people on the podcast want me to do. So, sixty six women have said that you went to them mm-hmm. to get touched. <laughs> oh, bless the oh. Lord Jesus. So yeah, all right. So <laughs> right, because I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to organize my thoughts on this because, because, all right. Aside from let, let's just let's just let's just subtract. Let's just stick with the sixty six first, okay? Without okay. any of without without any of the contexts, I'll get to that. You know, I'm not here to kink shame. I'm sex no. positive. Like fine. Now, the issue is, is that Deshaun Watson clearly has some kind of, he's getting off on the power dynamic issue here, which is what makes it disgusting. Because you got money and plenty of it. You don't have to go 
to massage parlors and touch on women that don't want to be touched. <laughs> you can go find plenty of women that are more than happy to consent to it and have a good old time. But that's not what you're doing. And the fact that you consistently did this and it's a clear pattern because 66 is more than a few. Right. You, I mean, you know, 66. There is something there is something that you there's something that you get off on 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 exploiting people in the power dynamic. And that's where it's disgusting. I like that's where you 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 need to get buried. And that I mean, that's really that's really all I can say about it. You about to lose a lot of money. Because, I mean, that's a lot of NDAs and that's a lot of money. And that $235 million, now you playing for Cleveland for free. <laughs> <laughs> for the next 10 years, you playing for free. Basically, basically, like you, you about to lose a lot of money because I know for a fact lawyers are lined up. And mm, I, even if you give each of those women $66 million, uh, I mean, a million dollars a piece. That's sixty-six million dollars on top of the civil, bruh, bruh, bruh. I ain't got it. I ain't got right. it. I ain't looking for it. Cleveland, be blessed, be well. Because he might not play at all this season. Uh, well, I mean, Roger Goodell has been sometimes been nice on the allied side of things. Who knows? But Roger Goodell's gonna keep his motherfucking mouth shut and hide under the table and hope that y'all forget his name because he don't want no part of this. No, he don't. He doesn't want any part of this. I guarantee that there's been some kind of meeting that we'll never know about. So I'll say allegedly. <laughs> yeah. But they sat there and told him, like, <clears throat> you've been given a gift because you didn't get any criminal charges. If he'd gotten any criminal charges, then that would have forced Roger Goodell's hand. But because they didn't, and they, he wasn't indicted by a grand jury on any of those charges, um, that means that they have a lot more leeway to to, and it's and it's just not. They're not going to get involved in civil matters. That that's just not where they're 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 not going to wade into that. Um, and the CBA is going to fight for him i mean that's their job one way or another you know moral dilemma aside um and roger Goodell just doesn't want he doesn't want any part of that he doesn't want any part of it he's gonna be he's gonna keep his mouth shut and, and hope that y'all don't remember who he is and hope that deshaun watson is able to pony up this money get these nda signed and hope that it blows over by the time the season starts yeah. Now that would be awful, and it'd be very unfair to these women. But I don't make the rules. That's just how these things tend to work out. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. I don't make the rules, but I do know how the world works, and I would be a fool to not recognize that. Yeah, you know, if anything, I'm a realist. I don't believe in humanity anymore. Um, <laughs> money, power, influence rules all, and rules he's got all it. it does. And so, and that, so, and that's just what's going to happen. And I guess the only silver lining is that none of these women are going to walk away broke. So, at all, bitch, they might as well go and stand in somebody's house and say, "I want that one." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she you, <laughs> right? Let's see if she won't touch me. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Girl. Oh, Pol- all, all I'm going to say is Poe Cleveland. Y'all can't catch a break. A, a him no love spirit. <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, like, let's just, I mean, I, I you, you can't, you can't feel it too bad for him because it's all self-imposed. They do this right. shit to themselves. Who the fuck told you? Like, I, by no means am I anywhere near an expert, but I got eyes. And I, like, I was, when they picked Baker Mayfield so high, I'm like, so y'all doing it again? Did y'all not learn from the whole uh, Johnny, what's his face? Um, oh, Johnny Menzel. Johnny Menzel experiment. Girl, I forgot she existed for a quick second. So why would you? Why wouldn't you? I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, she was not reveling. Like, right, why wouldn't you? Hell. <laughs> But they clearly have a decision make a decision making issue there. He's still on the team. Well, I mean, well, that's because they can't get rid of him because nobody wants him because they have to take on that ridiculous contract. Oh, we'll talk about that in NFL hits because uh, first take had a very good, I uh, give very good plan. I said, well, that plan sucks, but we'll talk about it shortly. Okay. Uh, on a lighter note, though, ladies and gentlemen, boys, gays, and all things in between, our appointed queen of shade, because she never fails, but she is she is like night and day. She is always around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Baby, that woman never fails us. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. All hell. All <laughs> hell, baby. I, I just want to shake. I, I want to hang out with her one good time. Just one as long as that time. bitch won't take me to no forest. <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. We can hang out at the bar, her house. I even go to a little football game, but bitch walking around in the forest and all that other shit I ain't going to be able to do. But, I still edible with her. Yeah, bitch, because it's going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> she might want to sit around with no clothes on, so I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Listen, we are talking about none other than Miss Aaron Rodgers, honey. Uh, <laughs> I love him, bitch. I'm gonna keep saying I love him. So we all know that OTAs are happening throughout the league. Uh, of course, as we stated last week, uh, she was at her good golfing tournament with her good boys. She refuses to go. Well, this week she showed up, but none other with some good fan flair and her normal tactics of being the queen of shade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when they interviewed her today, as a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> They asked her, how was it, you know, being an LTA, throwing with the boys and getting the, you know, getting back together. Her response without breaking a cracked smile, a face or a moving a hair that was slicked back today. <laughs> she said, and I quote, I'm here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case, drops Mike in the interview. That was it. That's all. <laughs> I'm here, so I do not get fined. For those that are also wondering, you know, the woman recently signed a contract for $150 million, fully guaranteed. (laughs) Amongst the coins that are already in her bank account, she has lots of money and plenty of it. Mm -mm -mm. But, as I said again today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and gays, that young lady said, I'm here, so I do not get fined. <laughs> That's all. Let's uh, so let's discuss. 
Uh, I mean, basically, I mean, basically what he is doing. Well, first of all, that poor baby Jordan Love. Baby, I, I would just really, can, can y'all just trade me? For, I didn't go to the Jets. <laughs> that poor baby Jordan Love is he just. He, he's like, I didn't even do anything. Just getting shaded. Like, because that's what they basically right. said. Yeah, y'all drafted, y'all him. drafted me. Y'all, y'all I didn't actually come here. OTAs. Like, I'm just... <laughs> I don't need the practice. Let him have the extra reps anyway. He needed it, clearly. <laughs> right. I know when he showed up, I know Jordan was like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it was quiet. I was good. <laughs> now I got him staying at the corner of my eye and it's extra hot. And he don't want to speak to me and I don't want to speak to him. <laughs> he probably walks in there and sat his ass down right at the, in the locker room, pulled out his phone and started playing Candy Crush or something. <laughs> right. Watching a new episode of Stranger Things on Netflix or some shit. shit. <laughs> You know it's pride, girl. My wife, the RuPaul or some shit. You know, okay. I, just Aaron wouldn't surprise me or nothing, bitch. Yeah, Aaron, you coming out the throat? Nope, <laughs> not today. Just here talking to. Look, just here talking. Y'all don't take my check. Got shit to do. Look, I got shit to do. Like I can see, like we all know that there's there's this one thing that goes. What do you think Aaron is doing at OTAs? Nothing. Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. He ain't even he ain't even took his sunglasses off. I just, I'm just here. I'm not putting on. I'm not putting on no helmet. I'm not throwing no ball. None of that today. It's a little hot outside. Y'all catch a bitch. Look, right. y'all catch a bitch at training camp. Yeah, y'all let me know. Wake me up when it's time to go. Right. When you would look. When you bitches start getting ready to go to the car, let me know. I might leave a little early. <laughs> Wait, Kenny. Walk out to the field. Everybody good? I'm about to go. <laughs> Y'all speed this up. I got a meditation uh, uh, session. Right. <laughs> y'all motherfuckers be quiet when y'all come inside. I want no shit. <laughs> Fucking up my, my feng shui and shit. Don't move nothing. Don't talk to nobody. In their, in their burning in incense. And- <laughs> right. <laughs> Coach come in. Hey, hey. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Matt LaFleur and Pope Baby. Jordan Love better not even blink too hard. This shit okay. go left fast. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Fuck around week one, he be starting quarterback and don't know where it all went wrong. <laughs> Look, well, baby, he I know his he's like, am I the biggest draft bus? Cause I ain't done a fucking thing. I mean, you can't even call him a draft bus because he ain't stepped on the field yet. <laughs> and every time he do they, they they get his ass because he be nervous as hell. I mean, like I mean, we don't I mean, we don't we don't really know who Jordan Love is, or we do know is he's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so he walked in, you know, he was drafted into an impossible situation. So I don't blame any of this on him. And no, I'm sure not that, at all. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm sure at some point he'll get his fair shake and we'll get a good evaluation of, of you know, it's, it, you know, it's still to be seen. He could be a very serviceable quarterback. We don't know yet. But the poor thing is getting his like dignity and and <laughs> just like an ass handed to him by Aaron Rodgers. Right. Aaron Rodgers feel like being an ass today, right? Like he's like Aaron Rodgers is mean girling him every day. It's like that's got to do something to yourself. <laughs> Look, you want to go to lunch? Who are you talking to? 
Fuck. Just ask to lunch. What's your name again? Right. Oh, yeah. You that little boy they drafted. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Three quarterbacks in the quarterback room, and they two of them sitting on one side. Aaron Rodgers not even showing up. And if he do, he's sitting way on the other side of the room. Right. <laughs> Bunch of motherfuckers. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus, that stresses me out, po' babies. I, I look, Jordan Love, if you ever hear this, we sorry. Right. I do not blame you for any of this. I know it's not your fault. I blame the Green Bay Packers <laughs> for putting you in this bullshit. Right. <laughs> you be blessed. Hold on. Look, drink milk and hold on, baby. It's going to be all right. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out. Right. Listen, listen, I don't know what to tell you, baby, but that that made me happy today. So, we're going to move into our hits of the week, <clears throat> but we are going to start with a fan question from Jada. Okay. Uh, Jada is from, uh, where, hold on, shit, I lost it. From Sacramento. Okay. Jada's question to us is, there are room, well, shit. Nothing, I got it, I got it. Okay. There are rumors that uh, Donovan Mitchell is going to the Knicks. Did we see or did we listen to the interview that Stephen A. Smith gave about his beloved Knicks and where Donovan Mitchell should stay his ass in Utah? Um, um, <clears throat> you want to start? Go ahead. I'll let you go because I saw it. I saw it. I didn't see the interview, but I heard about the rumors. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't see the specific interview, but I did hear about it. <laughs> I'll send you the um, link, so it, it's quite comical. Uh, and and I'm not sure what Stephen A. said, but I'm pretty sure he's probably very similar to what I'm about to say. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when you have, when you find yourself in an organization that is well run, that is willing to invest in you, and try to put resources around you, and 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 and, and you know, and and generally, it's just a well run organization. You stick with that. <laughs> I get the allure of, you know, New York and the Knicks and et cetera and all that. But there's a reason why they've been a horrible fucking organization for a very long time now. And if I were him, I wouldn't want any part of that. Like, I just, no, thank you. You know, the problems start from the top. And as long as they're still under that ownership, I just do not, I just, I just, I wouldn't do it. I would not hitch my, wag, my, my train to that wagon, not at all. So as we all know, Quinn Snyder stepped down, uh, even with two years left on his contract out of Utah. Uh, and Donovan Mitchell is quite unsure on whether or not he is willing to do a rebuild, blah, blah, blah. Because Rudy Gobert is almost certainly pieced out. Uh, <laughs> and so is, uh, what is the guy's name, the point guard? Black guy, shit. He used to play in Memphis. Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Okay, Okay. Mike Conley. Yes, Mike Conley um, is also on his way out too. Uh, But that is part of what Stephen A. Smith said. But I'm gonna add to it because I did see it. I watched it. I was I was getting ready for work yesterday. Stephen A. Smith said, "Why? What for? Exactly. (laughs) When you are as poorly ran as." the Dolans have run the New York Knicks into the ground with no heir apparent to say, hey, let me save it. Let me do anything. And that's his beloved New York Knicks, according to him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his beloved Knicks. 
He says, I wouldn't throw a 10-foot pole to save them, he said, because until the Dolan family is gone, the Knicks will always be trash. He said, Donovan Mitchell would be a fool. I said, well. I mean, I don't agree with uh, with Stephen A. very often, but that's a, that's my, that was my first thought when I started hearing those rumors. I was why, like, what for? And that was he literally told them why, what for? Because J.J. Reddick, <clears throat> J.J. Reddick lately on first take, I really wish they would just fight whoever's supposed to be on first take come back because Stephen A. is wearing J.J.'s ass out. <laughs> Poor baby. J.J. said that the Donovan Mitchell is what the Knicks need. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, we haven't heard this before. Right. <laughs> First, it was going to be Zion. For look, it was going to be Katie and Kyrie. Well, you see how that's happening. Right. Uh, then it was going to be Zion. Well, you see how that was happening. So now all of a sudden, Donovan Mitchell going to save the Knicks. No. They haven't been to the playoffs in this, I think he said six seasons now. It, it, that's it. Okay. I thought I was longer. I think it was six or seven years that they have not been there. So, Knicks fans, don't bank on it. I wouldn't. Jada, baby, just let him stay where he is. Give him some coins. Yeah. Tell him your tell him your process, and hire somebody. Hire somebody good. Shit. Well, you know, I, the, what, the irony of it is because I had to chuckle when you said earlier that Donovan Mitchell said he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. <laughs> you think the Knicks aren't a perpetual rebuild, <laughs> right? Oh, the Knicks been rebuilding since Patrick Ewing and Anthony Mason and Charles Oakley. <laughs> right. They they just go, that's what y'all gonna do. Right. Like they they have they've been rebuilding since those big three. So and that's just because they could they couldn't get past Michael Jordan. Yeah, now sit your ass down somewhere in, in Utah. Work it out <laughs> and, gotta, and pray gotta, about you, it. Sit your ass down. You got a well-run organization. Just that, you know, <clears throat> if, if you're if it really is, like, if you really are that pressed, fine. But go, but, but the Knicks, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't see it. it, it I'm sorry. Um. Well. As we have seen, as we talked about last week, we are back at the NBA Finals, and now we have two games to kind of give our take, our opinion, and what we think might be the outcome. Okay. Game one between the Celtics and the Warriors was something out of a fucking storybook, I guess. It was one of the better um, – um... In finals games I've seen in a while. It was, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a very good game. Because we – and right now we're sitting at a 1-1 series <clears throat> going back to Boston. After game one, I was like, damn. Okay. I see. And then game two happened. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, okay. We're just going to do it that way. <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> so here are my observations from game one. So, of course, like, you know, like when they first came out, I noticed immediately uh, that, that they were playing, they were not, they were playing entirely the incorrect defense against Steph Curry. And that's why he torched them throughout that first half. Because I noticed immediately, I was like, why do they keep stepping back? I was like, you know, you get like, you know, you can't give Steph Curry any kind of space or he's going to drill in your face all night. I was like, you got to be on him the second that he crosses the half court. And I kept seeing Marcus Smart telling them, you can't step back. That you can't. If he comes off a pick and roll, you need to move forward. Like, get in his face every single time. Right. And the second they started doing that in the second half, you saw a huge difference in Steph Curry's production um, just all the way around. And that defense was able to, to get some turnovers, make some plays. But you know, they still had to make a make a historic comeback to win that game. You know, outscoring the war excuse me, outscoring the Warriors forty one to was it forty to twenty one in the fourth quarter? <clears throat> here was the All thing the, about Yeah. It was forty to twenty one, right? Yeah. So but here's the thing. I recognized real quick, I said, okay, that was because you saw a Herculean effort from uh, Al Horford and, excuse me, I mean, they were just like draining threes all over the place. And to mount that kind of a comeback, scoring 40 points in one quarter, that's not sustainable. And I knew it wasn't sustainable. So I absolutely, I know a lot of people were like, oh, should the Warriors be worried? And this, this, and that. I was like, no. I was like, what worried me more was the fact that, yes, Jason Tatum, was definitely a factor in the game with, I think, like 12 assists or something like that, and he played very good defense. But he's got to be a real and consistent factor offensively, or I don't know what the Celtics are going to do, and I think that's exactly what we saw in game two. I mean, I know he scored like 26 points or something, but he's going to have to – he's really going to have to put the team on his shoulders offensively and really lean on their elite defense to keep them close in games, um, or they're going to have problems. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Also, I think, and this is why I told you I'm a little concerned also with the Warriors, uh, the play of Klay Thompson, have you paid attention? Yes. It's a little off. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same as it was in the series against the Mavericks. It's, and that's why I worry. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's like it's on, then it's not. And then it's on, then it's not. But remember, the Splash Brothers work hand in hand. Yeah. Jordan Poole, don't get me wrong, is a beast. Draymond Green can do so much. But you got to have them two boys on the, on the end to offset. Because if not, Boston is very good at shutting out the middle. Mm-hmm. Boston is great at it. Now I need Jason Tatum, to, my baby daddy, to get on this game because he was working real goddamn slow. <clears throat> he hasn't yeah. been himself either. But the Warriors, if if Clay Thompson continues to play this way, especially going back to Boston, we're, we might be looking at a 3-1 game going back to uh, going back to Golden State in a few days. I mean, I 
I think I think the series is going to go to seven. I think we're going to see we're going to see some back and forth. Um, Clay Thompson, I don't think he's a hundred percent, and he's trying to play play into a hundred percent. But you know they don't have time for that. No. Um, what I anticipate is that Clay Thompson is good for one breakout game. Like, you know, one breakout performance to get them a win. Like, I think he's good for that. And I think that's really all they'll need from him. I know they really miss his perimeter defense because he's just not the same as far as that goes. He was regarded as one of the best two-way players for a long time. But again, like you said, he's just not in in, in his peak basketball shape. I mean, for good reason. He did not play for like two years. Um, but I... I don't know. I don't know if I, if I buy into him being such a that big of a determining factor on on uh, on the Warriors and the outcome of this series. Mainly because of we've seen the emergence of Jordan Poole, and we cannot forget the contribution of Andrew Wiggins as well. Um, and so they just they, you know, they have a lot of weapons um, and. If Draymond is able to continue to do what he's doing, because what you did see a bit of is he neutralized the size advantage that Boston had just from being tougher than they are, frankly. I, I doubt they'll let that happen again, especially in Boston. But it's at least a factor that, that has to be considered. I'm just wondering if Jason, if, if Jason Tatum does not step up more offensively are they going to be are the Celtics going to be able to continually produce enough offense to actually pull it off and I'm frankly leaning towards no right it's it can't yeah I'm nervous because it looked if Jason Tatum didn't play the way they did the second game it, you know they're gonna get beat easily easily uh Marcus Smart but here's what Marcus Smart said Marcus said, don't, don't count us out because we got to go home. Yeah, and that's true. They got to go home. But as I said again, if you can get that breakout game from Clay, you mm-hmm. can get Draymond on his shit, Jordan Poole and Steph. Eh. Eh. It's going, like I said, I'm with you. After watching the first two games, we're going to do a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of back and forth. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see one of the first really um, obvious coaches duels in this series too, because I've seen both these coaches clearly aren't afraid to make adjustments when needed, and both of them have done that very well so far. Because obviously the Celtics in game one were not the same team coming out of halftime and completely changed the way they were approaching their defense and it worked. This game, we saw that that they that the Warriors adjusted their pick and roll and were able to get Steph Curry at least enough an, enough space for him to do, you know, a dribble step back and have enough room to to get off his shots, which he wasn't able to do the second half in the first quarter. So it'd be interesting to see, okay, so what is the, the adjustment that the Celtics are going to make in game three? Um, and, and, and that's pretty, that's pretty, I mean, for, you know, for the sporties, like, yeah, that shit's interesting to us. I'm sure that, you know, maybe not for most people, but, <laughs> but I think. 
maybe not for most people, but uh, but yeah, for us, it's look, it's quite exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, fan question. Um, and this is from Scott. Scott is in, ironically enough, Arizona. Uh, but he is a Golden State Warriors fan. He's from San Francisco originally. His question is, who do we think will be the breakout star of the finals? Hmm. I would like... <clears throat> I would, I would, okay. I'd, my heart would love for it to be Al Horford. That's who I would like to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would You've been like through to it. <laughs> um, but I honestly think, I mean, this is not a, this is not a sexy choice, and you know, it's. But I, I do think that Steph Curry is going to be the deciding factor in this series. I, it's not, it's not really a breakout, but. Yeah, I, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, just it's, it's what he does, and they lean on on his ability to to just disrupt everything. It's in a constant motion, and the fact that they always have to keep on keep on him and uh, and, and make sure he's accountable, uh, accounted for at all times on the court. Um, so honestly, I I do think I, I think I think Steph Curry is gonna going to I guess. For lack of a better term, kind of reemerge, I guess is the best way to put it. I know that his numbers aren't haven't been mind blowing. No, but, that, been, but I also think Steve Kerr is keeping him at a at bay because of he still has a lingering in, injury that hasn't quite healed itself yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I mean, because if you, if you look at it, the, the interesting thing about the about about Scott's question is if you take a look at both games specifically to one the, the game one we're actually seeing like for real team basketball yes you complete know games of basketball complete team games of basketball i think like the celtics starting five all scored above 20 i think it was like 21 24 i think al harford horford led, uh, led with like 26 which are like five players scoring around 20 between 20 and 25 points i mean you can't play a more complete game than that and it may not, it may not give you like, oh, here's this breakout, you know, person or whatnot, but it works. And you kind of see the same thing coming from the Warriors. Um, we're seeing well-coached team basketball. I think that's what's making it exciting. Um, it may not be producing one of those like historical, this person came and took over and willed their way through it. Um, right. I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think we're going to see that in this series. I really don't. I think we'll see a lot of good complete football, though. I mean, basketball, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, We've got two well-coached, disciplined teams that have actual schemes. <laughs> like, they're playing, they're playing coached basketball. What we're seeing is the opposite of that bullshit we saw the Brooklyn Nets do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, we saw how easily they got dealt. Well, I mean, not easy, but I mean, it, you know, whatever. They got swept, so it is what it is. Yeah, yeah they got swept. Look, don't look, don't get it foolish. They got swept. Right, right. They got so, taken care of uh, easily. 
So I hope that I mean I hope that answers the answer to the question. But no, like I mean, just going off of what we've seen so far, I don't think we we should expect anything different. I do think that we're just gonna we're gonna see continue continue to see um well coached, exciting team basketball. I mean, the, the ball movement has been great. But like we don't see any isolation basketball in the in this series, like none of that. Um so Maybe somebody will emerge defensively. That could be interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna see something like, like you know, like a, like a LeBron series when he basically won the the NBA Finals with Cleveland. Um, we're not. I don't think we're gonna see anything like that. Um, but if I do, if I do have to pick a player, I would say Steph Curry reemerging. It's I and I'm gonna say it's it's time for me. Yeah, I'll go with you and say it's about time. So yeah, um, I definitely would go with Steph Curry, or I would go with Jordan Poole, who's a dark horse to me. Like he's been showing up and showing out lately. Yeah, but he's I mean he's a he's a, he's a he is a he's an elevated role player. Like you see him get, like you see him get a lot more minutes, and you know, and 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 the ball when you know, like Steph is on on the bench and stuff. But 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 it's not that it's not to say like you're not going to get great play out of him. But again, like you can expect me, you know, twenty some odd points from him a night, and that's what they're asking him for. Like so right. that's a great night for him. Um, I really I can't think of there's really not a player in this series where it's like okay, take the ball, go get us a point. You know, they'll drop a play and get the ball to somebody that they want to take a shot. But they're not like this. They're not playing individual basketball in this series. Now, I was hoping to see more from Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's still, contrib- he's still contributing. Like, don't get me wrong. He makes he's making very good decisions with the basketball. And that's not lost to me. I don't want to take that away from him because a lot of people get caught up on scoring, but it's like, if he's making the right decisions with the basketball and that's facilitating scoring, it's still valuable. Don't get me wrong, but they're going to need him for more than that. Jason Tatum only scored, hold on, because he looked like he had lost something on Sunday. I was like, dude, what's happening? I don't, my baby dad ain't do it right. You need him to come hold your hand? Ain't Never mind. I was about to leave here. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> My bad, don't judge me. No, I mean he didn't do bad. Like you know, he scored twenty. But what? No, last he scored twenty-eight. Okay, yeah, like he was eight from nineteen from the field. You know, behind the thirty, the the Warriors had a thirty-five point first quarter. I said okay. Third quarter, my bad. I said okay. As I said again, tomorrow is going to be a telltale sign of what needs to happen. Uh, and going forward, going to Boston, because you know that dome going to be rocking. Uh, Boston Garden. Yeah, Boston Garden going to be rocking. Um, so, uh, I like I said, I'm with you. I think it's going to go seven games. I will say, though, due to experience and um, just being be, being able to be there and knowing them, I'm going to go with the Warriors in this one, though. <laughs> Um, I 
I think that I think I think Boston will play well getting home. Yes. So I, I I think that I think Boston will pull it out. They're just getting home. Like you know, it. I I think they'll pull out a, a game three win. But I'm picking the Warriors to win the win win the finals in seven. Yeah, I say the Warriors. I love Jason Tatum. Man. Ime Odoka has done his damn thing. To me, he should be coach of the year. Uh from whence they started to where they are now, getting them boys to play how they are. The future is very bright in Boston. Uh, mm-hmm. Brad Stevens did a good thing of stepping down and going in, into the front office. He wasn't a Cravens coach. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just think that it's just a lot to for, – for, and Jason Tatum and them have not been there before. The the Warriors have been there the last three times in what six years? Um, it's been three times in six years. I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think the last three times in six years they weren't there last year. Um, and they weren't there the year before, but I think the last time they were champions were twenty nineteen. Yes. Yes. So yeah, they're not like I said. They they know the experience. They know how to do it. Uh, so definitely it, they will be there. Uh, but I'm picking the Warriors to win in seven. So they're going to host up their fourth trophy in eight, what, seven years? Seven years, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Kerr is a bad mamma jamma. That's all the fuck I can say. He is. Uh, so, real quick, though, what is this bullshit I hear about my baby daddy, swag daddy? They asking him, does he is, is this year was his final year as president? Well, did man, you hear that? Know, I, yeah, I did hear that. And, you know, swag daddy can stay as long as he wants to. But, you know, he, he said no. <laughs> At some point, swag daddy going to want to put on his, uh, his silk Javanchi uh, slippers and robe and go sit on, 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 on a decked out yacht in San Tropez. <laughs> right like one of these days he's gonna get there um but I, I also agree i don't think he's going to wear anytime soon like no he said he's he's still in right mind and he's good yeah how old is swag daddy because he's 77 yeah look 77 <laughs> it's daddy, still is still, daddy is still virile and very rich <laughs> right and still fine <laughs> and still, yeah, look he can still hold my goddamn hand I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about but daddy don't need to retire we need to look but you know what I say though he's been in this so long for me my personal opinion that if Pat Riley was ever step away he would die shortly thereafter because you know how people retire and they have nothing to do mm-hmm. Pat Riley he knows that once he left the Lakers Miami Heat was his shit yeah. And they've let him have it. You do what the fuck you want to do. Or if anything, I mean, if anything, what he like what he may eventually do is just like step away from some of the responsibilities and just be there. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean he looked he looks he looks healthy and in shape and all that stuff. Like he's fine. That's and as, long as, still, as long as he still has a passion for it, I mean he's good at it, obviously. I mean, the heat have been a consistent like factor for years now ever since he's been there so baby listen 
I just know if they make my baby daddy step down, they need to be in that advisory role. They need to call him. <laughs> Even if he start getting senile, just remind him who the fucking he is. Don't don't y'all do my baby daddy. Don't y'all now, do I'm my baby daddy. Now, 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 I'm going to tell you what they won't do is ask him to step down. Oh, no, they're going to make him make his own decision. Right. They ain't going to ask him to do a damn thing. <laughs> right. They can, listen, when I can do a fucking thing, right. uh, <laughs> step down. Can we actually not my fucking doing a fucking thing? Oh, well, all right. Let's go on. He won't even say this, pull down his sunglasses and just look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling like Versace. Okay. <laughs> I shut all this shit off. Power it off. <laughs> okay. Look, we were just asking what you wanted for lunch, pimp. I just fuck it. <laughs> Look, Kenny, I was just asking what you did you want shrimp or you want lobster today? Right, like, exactly. My bad. Like I mean, like I just <laughs> Look. Don't worry about it. We all will fucking starve today. You go about your business. Call us later, okay? <laughs> I was just bringing you a caviar and frog wild. Right. <laughs> Don't you motherfuckers getting ready to fire me. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> well, no shit. Look, whole season be careful because Pat Riley just shut shit off. Okay. <laughs> Look, they can't find the fuse box because Pat Riley didn't move. Right. You got me fucked up. You could be right. You got life and bullshit fucked up, people. Don't play with me. Oh, damn. So, but yeah, I just, I listen. I, yeah, they don't, don't, don't let my baby daddy go nowhere. That'll upset my spirit. Ain't going nowhere. That'll upset my total spirit. Um, so, we do have some NFL stuff to talk. One subject, uh, but definitely we are going to. This is going to make me happy because there are still three remaining free agents out there, people. Uh, and we're we're less than a hundred days away from the start of the NFL season uh, and college football season. I mean, I miss that, children. Mm-hmm. By the way, bitch, let me say something to y'all, children. Oh. I was looking at tickets to go to the LSU Florida State game. <laughs> And my and self said, "Bitch, you want to go?" I said, "I'll go tailgate with the crew." You know, Bane was like, "Bane, I'll go." Bitch, I was ready. Bitch, the tickets in the high seats are three hundred and twenty-six dollars. I said, "Who the fuck are we playing?" <laughs> we not playing like no UCLA or no USC or <laughs> none of that. Oh, well, who's that for? Like LSU, who? Florida State, yeah. For the state, child. <laughs> I said, "Are we serious?" I told. Listen, I did not rant about that last week. Right. These tickets, these tickets are out of control. I said, "Bitch, I watch that on TV. We like to tailgate in the yard somewhere because I'm. We playing Florida State, children. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I digress. I'll move on." I'm curious to see how much these Alabama uh Texas tickets are. Where's that again? It's gonna be in Austin too. Look, I, the bitch ain't I ain't gonna be able to do it. <laughs> and I got a career, bitch. We're in a pandemic and a recession. Uh, look, oh, no, okay. <laughs> you looked already? I'm looking, it says, let's see here. Um, according to Vivid Seats on ESPN.com, tickets start as low as 234 bucks. 
which is surprising. So September 4th, I can sit in the end zone of the terrace, which is 633, which is high up. StubHub say $69, but by the time I finish paying for that ticket, there's $500. Mm, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but the seat right behind LSU, $751 that I have. Two ninety six, like end zone seats are three hundred, or I can sit in the, for two. Bitch, no, even Terra six thirty nine is two hundred and forty dollars. See what I'm saying? That I'm not. We're playing Florida State. <laughs> like if y'all told me we was playing somebody like Alabama or somebody, maybe I'd have considered it. I'm just gonna pay for the look. I'm gonna pay for the eighty five dollar tailgating party. Go hang out with them. I'm telling you, that's I mean, that's a better experience anyway. Look, look, Kenny. Mm. I look. By the time I fucking get drunk and shit, I may not make the game anyway. It's plausible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be so look, Kenny. I'll be so fucking drunk. I ain't gonna know the difference no damn way. Hell, it's happened to me before. So. <laughs> right. Bought tickets to a whole football game. I won't make it inside too. So right. never mind. Don't make it inside for nothing. Like, <laughs> girl, you going to the game? Oh shit. Uh, I don't know, child. <laughs> look, can't find my phone. Can't find no keys. It's just bad. Look, I ain't gonna be able to do it. I ain't gonna be able to do it. Oh, Lord. But, in effect, top free agents that I think are left on the market, uh, let's kind of figure out, let's just random guess out there where their best landing spots are. Okay. One left on the market is that Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I saw on Bleacher Report. You'll tell me if we think it's right. Kind of fun. Okay. Julio right, says yeah. that they say that the best landing spot for Julio is either with Green Bay okay. or Denver. I say neither one of those. <laughs> I disagree. Huh? No, I think he would be crazy not to try to get to Denver. With Russell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think he'd be crazy not to go to Denver. Denver had Denver has a setup. I think you underestimated. Denver, has, Denver does have some pieces. Like I think you, I think you're underestimating how good Denver's going to be this year. Well, they got a uh, good old good 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 Christian Russell. Yeah, no, I would Sierra I was on, him, look Sierra on top of the G, honey. I listen. If I was if I was him, I go to I, I would go to Denver. Russell, we know Russell throws a very good deep ball. Um, but, I mean. For all how great Julio is, he's never played with the really dynamic quarterback. Um, he was stuck in that run-heavy offense with the very, very pedestrian Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah, I would go. And I mean, like you know, you just, you just, I, I, you know, I just, I don't trust the stability of of, of Green Bay. Even though I love Marquina Shade, who knows what's going to happen to her next year? Like I, I would go to Denver. I know it's a tough division. I know it's a tough division. I do get that. I know it's a tough division, but that's where I would go. Okay. I would say if the Rams don't get back OBJ, I would go with Julio. Julio either there or I would say Arizona. Hmm. I don't know if I'm completely. You know, DeAndre Alpine is one. 
I don't know if I'm completely sold on Kyler Murray anymore. You know, her tantrums haven't quite ended just yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm quite sold with him. I don't know if we can trust him to stay healthy. Um, we know, I mean, we know that the arm talent is there, but he I mean, he's little. And a big part of his game is using his legs to create plays. Um, and while, yeah, there was a point in time last season where we were questioning whether they were the best team in the league, I'm, I'm not feeling them. They could prove me okay. wrong, but I'm not feeling it. All right. Next up, Indomitian Sue. Hmm. Bleacher Report says the Saints or back to the Lions? Saints, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen. He still is. Look, he may have slowed down a step, but still nasty and dirty as ever. I say the Saints. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, don't, you don't really need him to be – you don't really need him to be – You need a, him to be in rotation. Right. That, well, you, yeah, you don't really need him to be a a a pass rusher per se. Right. But, I mean, he's still a hell of a run, a run stopper, and he's an obvious presence in the middle. To add another piece to the already, like, stout defense that the Saints have, that would probably be a good space for him. And they're a contender. Um, so, Yeah. I mean, nobody's they, going to be – I think they'll be a little bit scary this year. I think the Saints will be scary if they get their pieces together and get it right. Right. Nobody chooses to go to the Lions. Let's <laughs> 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 just start. <laughs> it's like as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, child, nobody chooses to go to the Lions. <laughs> nobody. nobody. You want to go to the yeah. – You want to go to the Lions? No. And you got this, and you stuck with Jared Goff's frail ass again. <laughs> and they didn't look. They didn't go. They didn't, I didn't see nobody draft a successor. Nobody. Mm-mm. Well, guys, that's what happens when you let technology start running shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> and I'm not even drunk. I'm halfway there, but not there. But anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't think no one chooses to go draft. But I think the Saints would be a good fit, uh, or they're not the Washington Football Team. Who the hell are they? The Commanders. The Commanders. They won't ever say that. Probably I'll... would never not be weird to me. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, and I guess you, you don't need him to be the young Amakinsu, but you need him to at least. And he still can. You know, he last year he had six sacks. You know, he was good against the run. And that's what you need. That's definitely what you you need. And he still can harass the quarterback. Cam, Cam Jordan and uh, Sheldon Rankins and them, yeah, that, and David on your mother, shit on that. I mean, the only the only consideration I would have because to be frank, like I mean, Dominic Sue hasn't really lost a step per se. I mean, he's obviously not you know twenty two, twenty three anymore. But he's still a dominant force. The issue with him has always been coachability. And he's not yeah. a very disciplined player. And he kind of does what he wants when he wants to do it. And that's kind of been the knock on him his entire career. I don't know how that would work with the Saints culture. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis Allen has been good. Like I said, and, and you know, trying to the culture reveling to what Sean Payton did. But let's be realistic. 
these last few weeks and these last few months that Dennis Allen has had to shape that team, you've seen some moves that you go, okay, I see you. Yeah. So, Indominus is not off the table. Um, speaking of not off the table, but I really wish he would be. Uh, <laughs> OBJ, we are talking about the free agent Odell Beckham Jr., who said that until his money is right, he is not signing. Bleacher Report says back to the Rams or to the Saints. Last week, he was in the Saints building for two days. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. You won't be ready until October, November. See, this is the Tyreek Hill effect. <laughs> it is. This is the Tyreek Hill effect. Now, all these deep wide receivers think that they need to be paid like that because we've never seen wide receivers get paid like this um, in the past. Uh, and so... <laughs> OBJ, like you, you don't stay healthy. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you don't stay healthy. Like so, yeah, you can say that. Oh, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z until I get paid. Well, you better get comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you better get comfortable, especially when you got you. You got like you know, if Julio is still on the market, okay, hello. At least I know. At least I know he's dependable. Right. For the, most part, for the most part, he had an injury bug too, but it's not as bad as OBJ is. Um, and OBJ won't be ready until October, November. Oh, hell no. Okay. That's what they're saying. He at best will not be available until October, November. Hmm. So you want me to, and you may not be good at, and I'm not saying you're not a good receiver or whatever, but you may not still be up to par by then. So I got to pay you? Okay. Three or four years at fifty six. No, I'm not about to do that. Not about to do that. Just so you can, just so you can get hurt again, like a, a month later. Yeah. So I, my take is, yeah, go back to the Rams. Hell. Well, I mean, I don't know that they're gonna pay him. Sean said, he, Sean said he would like to see him back, but a multi year contract right now may not be in the cards. Right. Exactly. I mean, of course, he'd like to see him back. He needs a talented player, but. But, you know, they got to come, they got to meet somewhere in the middle. He's got to be realistic about where he is in his career. And also the fact that he, yeah, no, like a big part of, of your play is availability. And you're not known to be available. So, and then not to mention, I mean, because there's going to be like, I mean, like there's going to be lots of people who would love to go to the Rams. So, I don't know. Sounds like he's playing with fire to me, girl. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, the Saints got enough weapons. We we still have ragged-ass Trey Kwan Smith. Um, we got Chris Olave. We got Michael Thomas, who is back at it. I saw him at OTAs. We got mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry. You know, we still got Marquez Calloway. We still got some other boys on four and five that can still be sustainable. You get what I'm saying? I don't think giving OBJ no money just to say, oh, we got OBJ for Jameis to throw to. No, we, no, we, no, 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 and no. Let him do, let him go back to the Rams and figure out if October, November is a great timeline. You get what I'm saying? Right. And if that's the case, fuck it, go to Detroit. Let Jared Goff throw to you for a little while. (laughs) If that's what you really want. 
You get what I'm saying? I'm just like, I don't. Oh, you want to be a real quick. fan because you don't stay healthy. Like, oh, that lesson would get learned real quick. <laughs> right. Let Jared go. If you really want to feel appreciated, let Jared Goff throw to you for a little while. <laughs> I mean, we're going to see a lot more of this, too, going forward with these receivers. Like, we I really won't You better sit your ass down somewhere. I'm telling you, we're going to see a lot more of this. Because, like I said, Tyreek Hill changed the game for wide receivers. He really did. And he better show up, too, while he in Miami. Well, he will. Like, Tyreek will. Tyreek is a weird – he's just a freak of nature. Like <laughs> – No, that's now, whether or not, now, whether or not Tua can give him the ball. Is that, the, is that the question we're actually having? Look, right. Whether or not Tyreek going to ball out, whether or not Tua can get him the ball. Got it. Right. Sorry, let me change the question. Right. <laughs> got it. Look, got it. Note it. Stamped. My bad. Right. Because this is a make or break year for him. Yeah. And he got a new coach. Yeah, this yeah, is it. This is a make. This is a make or break year for him. Like this, you know. I hope the best, but it's just like you know. He, I, I it, when he was coming out of Alabama, you know, I'm a fan. But I told everybody, I was like, I don't, I don't think Tua is an NFL quarterback. Like I just don't. Um, and he's usually, been, he's been right these days. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like you know, my eyes. I'm not, I like. I don't. I my eyes see what they see, and I don't get caught up in all the other stuff surrounding it. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, he did this, he did that. Yeah, it's great. He was throwing nothing but, like, wide-open wide receivers because he had the best athletes on the field on his side. That is true. You know, he spent his whole career throwing to the best wide receivers in the game. So, yeah, of course he looked great then. But if he turned into exactly what I expected to. He has a mediocre arm, so he's a dink and dunk guy. He's not terribly athletic. So Across the middle, he's working. Look, across the middle, we work it out. Right, and what he was known for was supposedly good judgment, and that is not uh, panning out at all. So, I don't know. We'll see. I Frankly, I'm not a believer, but I hope the best for the young man. We're going to pray on it. Um, so, we shall see. Um, Kenny, I have an exciting question for us. Uh, okay. It's the final one of the night, and I waited. Uh, it is not a sports-related question, though. Uh, okay. Mine. I, I, yeah, that's why we are a gay show. Like I said, I, like I, we told you guys before, we're open for it all. It's not even a bad question. It's actually a very good one. Uh, it comes from Amanda. Amanda lives in Iowa. Okay. Des Moines, actually. Um, and she said, being that we are a gay sports show, uh, what makes us prideful on Pride Month? Hmm. Right? That's it. <laughs> right? That's what I said. What makes us prideful on Pride Month? Being a gay sports show and being able... So it kind of goes a little further. It says being able to reach out to people and being a voice um, for, you know, being a voice for, for gays, you know, in a sense. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, and when I read it, first of all, Amanda, to be honest, when I read it, I had to read it like four or five times because I was like, she really did that. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, we're used to our sports questions. Don't get us wrong. And as I said, again, ask us whatever you deem is in your heart. We will answer. If not, we, you know, we, here we are. But this one, especially during Pride Month, when I saw the word Pride Month, I was like, okay, girl, I got you. 
Well, you know, I like the fact that it gives us a chance to be a little vulnerable and get, get gives everybody a chance to learn more about us um, just as people and human beings. Exactly. I mean, what um, they, I know that's what I was like. I, I had to think about that one for a moment. Well, so what so what I'm prideful for, and it's it's very much attached to my 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 individual journey. Um, because in coming in my journey of becoming comfortable in my own skin, I really struggled with what my my identity and understanding was of what it meant to be masculine and manhood and all those things, because I had to deconstruct a lot of trauma and just really foul shit that I was taught and, and that was ingrained in me from my family. So it caused a lot of internal strife and confusion and heartache and anxiety and all those things. Um, and so when I finally found a tribe where I was able to, to be around just the community and a diverse group of people, no matter what was perceived as feminine presenting and masculine presenting, I just started to see that these are just really great human beings. It kind of led me on my journey of, of becoming proud and comfortable in my own skin. And if I can be any kind of voice to offer something like that to another person, or if I can be like help with any other person like that as well, I would be completely honored and humbled. And I think that's kind of one of the important aspects of this show to me. And that's what I'm proud of. And, and that's what brings me pride and pride month. I know that there is a lot of controversy behind, you know, has pride became over commercialized and et cetera, et cetera. And yes, that's a debate that can be had. But I'm, I personally do not believe in trying to separate, separate righteous righteousness from righteousness. And the fact of the matter is that visibility and representation and all that is still very important. We can, we can work out the kinks and kind of have conversations and things of that nature. But the fact of the matter is to be able to go in the streets and see the joy and the freedom and the happiness and the strength of people who are just able to be who they are and live their authentic selves is what I love about Pride every month. I am the bitch that's at the Pride Parade. Yes, I'm having a good time. Yes, there's a cocktail in hand. And and I and I just soak it all up. I I I just love the joy that you see because it's so honest. Um and I, and so I look forward to this month every year. I I truly do get into it, um, and it brings me it brings me pride every year. It it truly does, and I'm, I, that's why like I love the question. I'm actually a little emotional right now for some reason. Right. <laughs> I was like, girl, you got us, girl. Well, no, she no, she did. She got us. Like, yeah, but the, so, but to answer your question specifically for this show, if we can be and an outlet and just another source of joy to hear people who have a, you know, a similar perspective who are unapologetically queer, 
who embrace queerness, however it comes, whatever it looks like, you know, without this, with, with just giving a voice to, to the community in another aspect that is, that is not as much represented as us being sports fans um, in the media that I like, I'm, I'm just elated and completely honored to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, and I second that, but for me every year, as those that my sister knows me, she knows me well. Uh, I think for me, I tell people all the time, I think I came out of the closet with running unicorns, rainbows, uh, and all things in between. <laughs> uh, but I tell people all the time, uh, and, and you guys hear it everywhere, especially during this month, uh, you don't get to choose family. You don't get to choose those, but you do get to choose the second ones. And I've had the, the, um, the, the love and the, 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 the good will to choose, A, my, my sister and best friend on the phone, her family, uh, my friends that I have here, and just the love and the, the, the respect that we all have. Um, even when things don't always seem to go our way we tend to lean on those that make it make it better and those that know us well um and what makes me prideful every day but even this month more so is that it's there you can't deny it one way or the other it is right there in your face um, and it doesn't it seems to get bigger when you say and, and even we and i've heard yes it gets over commercialized because as we all see the burger kings and the everybody wants a piece of that pie because we are here. Uh, we, it, it's here. It is not going anywhere. And I think I tell people all the time, if you don't know at least one gay person, then you're not cool anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> that way. Uh, and I thank God every day for my chosen family. Like I said, I love my mom and my family to death, but the family that I get to talk to on a day-to-day -day basis, such as you and such as my other friends, we understand each other. And those are the ones that, you know, call you on your shit. So you understand that not just that day, but you as a person, uh, for this show though, uh, especially for this show, we get to reach out to three to three to 400 people a week from what we, what I've looked at, uh, to be something different, to be not the norm. And if we can take away your day, which you've had a long day or if you've had a stressful day, and you know you're getting ready to listen to two people who go act ass, who gonna talk about sports, whether you understand it or not. Then I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly okay with that. Um, and of course, as I said again, it is it is our utmost and honor to do exactly what we do every week, whether we miss a week or not. But we still come back to each and every one of you. Um, so my heart is full, and like I said, especially during Prime Month. Uh, you can't keep a bitch out the street this weekend if you okay. wanted to, because it is Pride Weekend in New Orleans, and I promise you, I will do each and everything I conceivably can to show that it is is just that, and I am I'm thankful for this. So, Amanda, I don't <laughs> listen, baby. I don't know what how you how that managed to come across my inbox of me scrolling through all the other ones. But you got us. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was that was amazing. I was I'm happy. I'm glad that Amanda's question was a catalyst for us to be able to share that because right. you know, I can I can honestly say <clears throat> I remember this was 
Oh God, this is because I'm not going to give the year because I don't want to date myself. But um, we oh. it was it was some years ago at an Atlanta Pride Parade, and I remember I just had this moment, and I don't even know what brought it on, but I just took a moment to just kind of take in the crowd and the faces and the smile and the laughter and all those things. And I'm like, it was, it was, it was, it was the most joyous, sincerely joyous, just like uh, honest human thing I've seen. And so now I make it a purpose to just kind of have that moment anytime I'm in, a, a, a pride queer space like that because I frankly I frankly don't know where that's ever replicated I've, it's always just joy and right. so I don't understand why people complain about it I do understand I mean yes crowds and all that stuff it may not be for everybody and etc and if, you know fine find what find what make, brings you pride and what makes you happy because at these at this point we have resources and the things here to find whatever brings you joy but if that's what brings people joy those people joy because it certainly brings it to me I, I just you know it's just something that it's just something that we go through enough these days you know that our politicians our community is under attack constantly they're blaming us for mass shootings now they're blaming us for, you know, they're claiming that we're grooming their children again. Like, this is a playbook from the days, like, of Anita, uh, uh, what was her name? Anita um, Bryant, the Anita Bryant days and Harvey Milk, when it was always like, we're, we're after our kids or after our kids. Like, they're going back after us again. And we, and we just, we have so much to worry about and so much what about the children? What about children? And we know that it's uh, it's all bad faith arguments. They don't really believe that. It's just it's a, it's a political expediency at our expense, and that's a hard pill to swallow. So it's you know, especially these days, I find that you know, as a black gay man, I sit at the intersectionality of those two marginalized groups, and so it is extremely difficult sometimes to. <sighs> to just I have to be a good steward of my mental health and I have to be very aware of, of, of the media that I'm consuming because it's difficult. It, it really is. And so what I've basically decided is that when I find my joy and things that bring me joy, I grab onto it and that's what my focus is. And I really just don't care about much else. Um, and so this this podcast is one of those things. Yeah, it's an outlet. It is definitely outlet. Um, excuse me, but what I also think is cathartic for us to definitely get out of our system, just the day to day, and just to, just to be one with our poor listeners. So, again, I thank you. I I. For once in a while, I get speechless, and this is one of those moments that I read it, and I read it a few times. So, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, sincerely. Yeah, thank you. We we and we will make sure you get a shout out on uh, when we post tomorrow. Uh, but now, ladies and gentlemen, boys, gays, and all things in between. I don't know if I'm gonna do a rant because I like to end this on a positive. Yeah, I was that that was I didn't know if you had one or not, but you know what? 
I don't, I, I want to end this. I want to end this on a positive note and just giving just love to our community, Aww. to our listeners, to our, our lesbian sisters, our bisexual brothers and sisters, our transgender brothers and sisters, our non-binary brothers and sisters, and wherever you fall under that spectrum, I don't care. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to give love to you all. Like, yeah, just, just, and just say happy pride, like, and, 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 and hopes that you have the space and the safe space, I should say, to be prideful and love who you are. Unapologetically, all day long. Um, yeah, I think that with that being said, <laughs> She said it all. Uh, we have come to an uh, end of another fabulous episode of our newly owned name, to, if I must say so. <laughs> uh, who that rises up? Horse talk with a gay twist. I will say the pride edition. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. So yeah, look out because because uh, um, a bitch just had to New Orleans this weekend. You coming? I'm coming. Yes! <laughs> so get ready, Instagram. Y'all oh, make sure you check out Instagram because it's about to be a mess. <laughs> oh God. God, God, God. My sister is probably not even in the spectrum, but we'll make it work. <laughs> make it work. Make it work. I'm going to pray for myself. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, well, all right. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's gonna be fun. Uh, I'll make sure my better turns up. By, by, by my better, I mean me. <laughs> Y'all know how we do. My look, my fuck, Yeah. Ain't gonna know what to do with this stuff. <laughs> but I'm trying to get. I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to get the balance. Water drink, water drink. I'm a try. Can't we'll promise you that. We'll make it work. <laughs> but I'm a try, y'all. But on that note, well, ladies, start your engines because uh, <laughs> it's going down, bitch. <laughs> it is going D O W N in the goal of this weekend. So we've come to another <laughs> of who that rises up. Of course, talking with a gay twist. Uh, of course, you guys know where to find us. It is the Facebook of Kitty Plan of Who That Rises Up. Instagram, who underscore that rises up. Uh, which we will be on this weekend of October. Uh, we may not have very many clothes on, but we will be we will be there. Yep, enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so from myself, of course, Glenn as usual, and my dear sister Kenny Ray, wherever you are, have a happy Pride. Be safe. Be safe. Be you. And love that. Love everybody. Uh, and as we say each and every episode, sports is for everyone, including you.
Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.